Hey, welcome back to Even More Mashed Up. We are the pop culture podcast that talks about all things pop culture. I'm Alan. And I'm Patrick. And today we're talking about Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Does, Does whatever, whatever a Spider-Verse can. can. Look out. Spins a web. Listen, by Any size. Lots of spiders. Some of them guys. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Here comes the Spider-Verse. That's good. That's not bad. See, that you was, had something in this. I mean, that, that was all I had. Was well, some, yeah, yeah. some, And literally all I had was the first two words, which are Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Yeah, but you, you know, sometimes yeah. the improv does better than something you've scripted. Yeah, so today we yes. are talking about Across the Spider-Verse. To kick off, if I might say, mm-hmm. the summer season. Yeah, just, oh, the summer, oh, yes, it is you the summer season. You won some kind season. of bet, and I had to accept seasons. You so did have I to accept now, seasons. I am now embracing the fact that we do seasons. That's right, the summer season, which means we're talking about big summer movies and also doing the show somewhat sporadically. That's right. Yes, both things. The both things are true of the summer. summer. And so today is across. It's across the spider. It is across right? the spider. Can I yes. remember which one came first? Into. I'm already confused. I you go that, into uh, and then you go across it and then you go beyond it. Oh, was there a beyond next? You did not stay through the credits, did you? Yeah, there was nothing at the end. They showed in the mid mid uh, mid credit scene was Ew. just the they showed the beyond the spider verse. I just can't believe I'm supposed to watch the credits. I mean, I was looking at my phone waiting for the end scene. Yeah, see, I just no look at, see, I just type into my Google on my phone, post-credit scenes across Spider-Verse, and the article comes Such up telling a... you there are none. So I, I, mean, I the first time and I watched... And you sat anyway. I stayed for the, the, the logo, yeah. And then I left. Is it because you really liked the logo, or because you no, thought I there the might song. be something there? No, I liked the song. Oh. The first okay. song that played. They said on the thing that I read, you should stay for the credits, because the two songs in the credits are the best songs in the film. Interesting. I only know the first one because I haven't, I didn't stick around for the second one either time that I saw the movie. So you've seen it twice? Yes. So I, I think that's something of a... And but so, for having to read uh, applications yesterday, I would have seen it a third time yesterday. So I feel as if, I feel as if you really like the movie. I do really Can like Can I pitch movie. a theory to you? Oh, no. If you buy a tin for the popcorn <laughs> before you've seen the movie, mm-hmm. you're, you can't really then come out and say you didn't like it. Yes, I can because I have done that. For what? Rise of Skywalker. Really? Because I bought the tin. Did you ask to return the tin when you no, were done? No, no. So you took it home and just, is, do, you, do you still have it? I do. I have a, a collection of tins now because I've got- I think we what? talked about that. I've got the one for Infinity War. I've got Captain Marvel. I've got Wakanda Forever. I've got Rise of Skywalker. And Guardians 3 and now Spider-Verse. See, then I'm wrong. I was assuming that like, if you buy the tin going in, you kind of have to say you like it coming out because yeah. otherwise it's a, it's, a, it's a $15 investment you've wasted. Well, it's better than the $30 investment. They have a Optimus Prime head that you literally open the top of his head and that's where the popcorn is. You know what? And his eyes light up. I wish we had not bought you Legos it's, for it's, your birthday <laughs> because that would have been like the greatest birthday gift <laughs> ever. And I think his eyes light up. He's ever. like, But he's like $30. That's, that's, that, I mean, that, that's ridiculous. You know, but you know, somewhere there's like a seven-year-old kid in Guatemala and he's like, oh man, Patrick's got a shrine to all of my work. Well, And the, I've got a bright, shiny nickel. Well, the seven-year-old in kid in Guatemala will be very happy because yeah. the second time I went and saw the film, yes. a woman in front of me bought the Optimus Prime head. Yes. And the guy handed it to her in her bag, but she didn't realize that the opening was at the bottom. And so it literally fell out and the head cracked Why off. would you put it in a bag that had an opening at the bottom? I don't know. Well, because they have them in bags and like they're all individually bagged. Okay. But for some reason, so he handed grabbed the wrong end of the bag. They handed it to her with the wrong end up, and but as she's 
filled with popcorn? No, no. I think she was just buying she was it. Buying the head. Just buying it to have. She didn't actually get popcorn in it this time. That's weird. Yeah, that's, but that's then it like literally fell on the ground, and I think they went and got her a second. They got another one. Yeah, that's what that's what capitalism should do. So, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Apparently, because so, literally, yeah. I was I looked, I was like, eh, it's just an Optimus Prime head. But then they showed a video where literally, like, the middle part of his head opens up. You you say all of this like it makes it better. It uh, or in, somehow in, interesting in a kind of cheesy way. Yes, I do. I, if it wasn't thirty bucks, I might consider getting it. But thirty bucks is ridiculous. Thirty bucks is a lot. That is, is that's ridiculous. A, and you don't really like the Transformers. Exactly. Movies. Yeah. It seems it seems doubly weird that yeah. you would go for something like that. Yeah, but I do I do hey, have a nice collection of tins in my house now. Well, I know that you were somewhat disappointed that my nephew ended up with a different tin. I'm not disappointed because I'm not that obsessive a collector. That yeah, having like I, nobody, like, nobody yeah. in the studio <laughs> <laughs> believes a single word of that sentence. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. It is upsetting to me. No. Are you going to go get another one then? Well, no, because I apparently would have to go to a different theater franchise to get that one. Oh, let's go to a different theater franchise. But I don't know which franchise you went to. Uh, we went to an Imagine. Okay, that's probably only in Michigan. <laughs> no, they just opened one in Indiana. I saw a commercial for it. Yeah, none of that. Opened. None of that is close. So you know what they do at this theater? They serve you food once you sit down. You can do that at Cinemark. Like Michigan's very fancy. Yeah, we had and, that. We had that at. Uh, we had one of those in Oregon too, where you could get, and, sit there and order food. They had like a menu. You could have beer delivered. It's appalling because they still serve after the movie started. Oh no! You're supposed so to do it like all before pizza. the movie. There's like pizza guys like delivering. No, pizza. no, no! You're supposed to get that all done the, before the movie starts. I know you're supposed to. I was very disappointed yeah. that they're literally serving food while I'm trying yeah. to watch the movie. That's almost as bad as my first experience seeing the film. What's that? Well, because number one, there was a crying baby throughout most of the film. <laughs> you don't like babies, and then do you? not when they're crying relentlessly through the movie. I'm trying to watch, and then I'm sitting in a row with like <laughs> no a whole family of like three or with like three or four kids. Yeah. Each of, whom I, lovely. each of whom I think had to get up to use the bathroom twice during the film. So that's But eight. would walk in front of me and, of course, realize something's happening that they want to watch on the screen and stop oh, in okay. front of me. And I'm You've like, been known to get up twice you, to go to the bathroom in the course of Not twice. Movie. No, only once. Only once? Only okay. once. All right. So, but yeah, it was, so that was. I, we could do a whole show on just theater And then, yeah, and then the second like. time I went and saw it, there was another kid that was clearly having a complete you don't, tantrum. Oh, so it's children you don't but like. But the mom, the mom took that kid outside fairly quickly. Yeah. And then as we're sitting there during the trailers, there's a woman sitting a couple seats down that's literally narrating during the entire trailers. I'm like, please don't do this. But thankfully the movie was loud enough that I couldn't hear her if she was. That's interesting because a lot of people have complained about the sound mix. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really notice. The only issue, I had a couple times where where hearing uh, Spider Punk was a little tricky. Yeah, I, I, there were there were moments of dialogue that, yeah. that the mixing felt a little odd to me. Yeah, so but, but not so, but not like endemic across the. Film. So you love the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I this I, movie. I will say yeah. I still like Into the Spider Verse a smidge better. Did you rewatch? Because oh, I, I I've watched into the Spider Verse many it's on like TBS a lot. Oh right, and you're you're part of that like whatever TBS is drip feeding into your veins. You're just like, Pretty Can much. I have more. They've please? literally they've literally been doing. I will a, watch. And it's like for PBS some reason they've been doing yeah. a Spider Man marathon. They've been showing all the Spider Man films. Maybe like, because Spider Man's coming out. I was being sarcastic oh, when I said okay. for some reason. <laughs> well, it sounded pretty genuine. Honestly, that's my acting ability right there. <laughs> acting. <laughs> You know what I love most about this movie? Fun facts? Okay. <laughs> no, what do you love most about the movie, Alex? The movie proved that I don't just hate all superhero movies. I'm not just a cranky old man 
who comes in and yells at clouds every show. It demonstrates that everything I've said to criticize the stuff that we've talked about recently mm -hmm. is obviously genuinely true mm -hmm. because it's not that I hate superheroes. Then that feeds into my first question for you. I just... Given the success yeah. of this film and Guardians, yes. are we post-post-peak superhero? No. 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 And I the grumpy old man returns. I don't think so. Wait, post-post would be so back up on the upswing? There you go. I don't see Guardians as an upswing. Oh, it's totally an upswing. It's not. It totally is. It's not, if you're mm. talking quality. Yeah, I am. It's but a it, very good film. <laughs> it's not a very good film, it's but it made a lot film. of money, it's and we know your general, like, your philosophy about the merit of anything is it's, how much money did it generate. That's, that that's, determines hey, 100% hey, its quality. Hey, that's one of my indicators. <laughs> In a whole panoply of yeah, data, I'm, or what I like to think of as fun facts. Oh, very good. I wonder how that applies to your salary and whether it makes you feel as if You've really achieved greatness. <laughs> no, because when it comes to my salary, there's one factor. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's do fun facts. <laughs> that might be the most genuine introduction of fun facts ever from you. Yeah. Let's, let's do fun facts. Hey, I said it was a season. That's and true. I'm letting you talk about fun facts. So, so we should start with box office. Because <laughs> it's box office is boffo. Bafo, Bafo box what? office. We don't use Bafo enough. We don't. Like, why don't we? You yeah. only. Why is it only box office is Bafo? I don't know. Can anything else be Bafo? I don't think so. I've never heard about anything that was Bafo. I think because Bafo is sort of like at least most of the letters in box office. Maybe it's because Bafo is derived from box office so in it's some like way. Box office. Yeah. Bafo. Yeah, it doesn't quite work, but maybe that's what yeah, it but is. I like the O at the end. And you flip the O to the two Fs to mm, get the Bafo. You should do awful or boof. Yeah, it's no good. Box off. Anyway, let's talk about the Bafo numbers. Yes. Because otherwise we'll never get done. So going into the weekend, they okay. were predicting that it was going to do about 80 to 90 million. Is that a good number? Or it's a that... decent number. Okay. The I, first I... film did 35 million for its first week. Oh, well, inflation. First weekend, sorry. Inflation, say. but still. So, so, so they, were high they were predicting then. 80, 90. Okay. It did 120.5. Yeah. Second biggest opening of the year behind... Um, after sun. Yes, <laughs> yes. Behind after sun. After sun made twelve dollars. <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Behind the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, I, was, I thought I thought you were leading me to Guardians. No, I was yeah. not. No, okay. Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers did that well. Yes, it did one forty six. Its opening weekend. Wow. It's it's the biggest opening so far this year. Do people like Spider Verse two. Kids do. Kids seem to have loved it. Okay, I've not read or so, heard or seen anything. Yeah, no, it did it did really well. It, you know, kids and like Nintendo fans. Yeah. The, okay. You know, the the target audience for it seems right. to have generally liked it. Um, but Spider Verse is number two. Yeah. So, I, which is pretty good. Which yeah. given so the first film. Only did 35 million its opening weekend. That's what weekend, I understand. And then eventually did like 190 total in box office. That's it? That's actually a pretty good number when you start at 35. Really? So, but a, what would be like a real Bafo final number? Well, if you apply the same multiplier to this film and its yeah. opening box office, this film would make 650 million by the end of its run. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that would be pretty good okay. for... for what did Avengers, like, what did Endgame make? I didn't go that deeply into okay. I'm just curious. I don't, into, I'm trying to contextualize the numbers. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. For viewers, but that takes yeah. the fun out the of it, The right? man who, who expresses disdain at the numbers. I'm just trying to make them meaningful for people who are, like, sitting through this part of the podcast waiting right. for the good stuff. You want meaningful numbers. Okay. So we can talk about it in terms of yes. legs. Oh, I do like legs. Comparing Does it, it have to, buffo legs? It, well, it's hard to say. 
Because I mean, Guardians Three had real, you know, did pretty good in terms, in of, terms like, of legs. In terms of legs, <laughs> did really well in terms of having legs. Wait, it, it did really well in terms of having. Legs. In terms of having legs, that's a standard phrase a for a movie phrase. for a movie like keeping its audience. No, having legs, yeah, but in yeah. terms of having legs, it just it was a it was a weird phrase. Did well. I think. Guardians had legs, had good legs. I'm sure Weinstein said a lot of things. Oh, like. that's... Oh. All right, go on. Oh. Go on, come on, continue. No, no, oh, now, now you've <laughs> soured, and, and now you've made it... Yeah, you've sullied the legs. So so I'm just going to skip all that. I did a deep dive into second and third day numbers, and now, now you've just ruined it for me. So I would feel bad about that. No, you don't. And yet I feel like I, I've yeah. stepped into the breach. So this opening puts it at number seven for all-time opening weekends in June. Oh, I thought you were going to say for superhero movies. No, no. Do I you didn't. have numbers for superhero movies? No, I don't. Okay, I'm just curious like how it fits with that. I okay. do have... Uh, so sixth best June ever. Seventh. Seventh, wow. Behind Toy Story 4 and ahead of Man of Steel. Here's a fun fact. Okay, that seems... With the exception of the Incredible Hulk movie. Okay. No MCU film has released in June. Is this an MCU film? Technically, I don't know. Well, I mean, we do see connections to right, the MCU. Right, there are. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you could call it. it but, so it's yeah. kind of, in which case, I would like to redo the draft with the same positioning that I will take into the Spider-Verse first. Because now it's sort of an MCU film. Well, I'm taking a cross second. Then. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. And then Zach has taken both Avengers movies. And then Zach has taken both Avengers movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also the Hawkeye series, just for, you know. Yeah. Just for fun. Right. So it's also number six in terms of all times opening for animated films. Okay. Can you guess any of the ones that are ahead of it? Frozen. Close. Frozen 2? Yes. Frozen 2 is uh, fourth. Okay. What else opened big? Zach, what do you got? Probably Toy Story. No. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Incredibles. Close. The Incredibles, Incredibles 2. 2 is number yeah. one. Really? Yep. Yeah, that one. No. Yeah. Interesting. My generation, we were all there. Yeah, my kids missed it for some reason. <laughs> well, we really... saw. It. We I, we were not impressed. We were not. Yeah, Incredibles I two was not. Yeah, I waited, right. and I would. I was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. So Incredibles two is number one. I've already yeah. mentioned number two. Toy Story four. No. <laughs> Toy Story four is actually number five. Oh. Super Mario Brothers is number two. Um, oh, oh, it is animated, isn't it? Yes. And then number three is Finding Dory. Not Finding Nemo. No. Wow. It, it says okay. something, it's I guess, about the sequels. I mean, sequels generally, well, except for Super Mario Brothers, everything else is, is a sequel. Wait until yeah. Super Mario 2 comes out. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah but still sixth all-time opening. So it's a triumph of art. It's been really summers. Yeah. And then on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I did see those numbers. Yeah. They were both mid-90s. 95 with critics, 96 with audiences. Ooh, they've gone up. A little bit since I last looked. Into the Spider-Verse was 97 with critics, 94 with audiences. So it seems like people are... I could see that. Like reacting I, to yeah. it pretty well. So, yeah. It does seem popular. It does yep. seem to be making a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And what else is there to talk about? I think we're done. <laughs> done and done. Buffo legs. So, yes. Yeah. So, where would you like to start in terms of talking about the film? So, I, I wanted to start by thinking about what we were talking about the last time we talked about the Spider-Verse. Yes. And because in many ways, I think this film was a triumph in many ways, like the first one was. Mm -hmm. I think there are like many things you could say. Do you know what DC was releasing at the same time that the first Spider-Verse film came out? Oh. It wasn't Wonder Woman, was it? It was not. It was Aquaman. Oh, okay. And so the lead on my notes was like, 
I was thinking DC must be really dispirited. Well, now they've got Flash coming out in two weeks. Well, that's actually the next thing that I say in my notes because I had to sit through that trailer for The Flash in the theater. But James Gunn says The Flash movie is the best superhero movie ever. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. He also made Guardians 3. Well, he... And Suicide Squad. Or The yeah, Suicide Squad. The sui- he yeah. made The Suicide Squad. Yeah. But that Flash trailer, the funny parts weren't funny. The CGI, the big battle at the end, the CGI battle is like on this desert plain. It just, it looks like the Gorilla Grodd CW CGI approach to a big budget film. It just, yeah. they're, they're leaning so heavily on Keaton, I think, to, mm. to, to like be the hook that pulls people in yeah no i'm not i'm not well and and i I saw about it i saw something on twitter today where a person was comparing it to the green lantern film and the way in which that you know jeff johns wrote that green lantern film and just filled it all with the green lantern lore yeah which nobody was into and they're like yeah flashpoint is not the place to start with this (laughs) like like with your your flash film like i would assume not so by the way it's such a tired story at this point in part because I, across the Spider Verse just kind of beat him. That was actually to that, that was going to be one of my questions: story, is where right? do you where do you rank across the multiverse Spider Verse? Yeah, in terms of you know the various multiverse films we've had. If I have to watch any multiverse film, this is the film I'm going to okay. watch. Hundred percent. Yeah, it it felt like there's tons of Easter eggs oh, in it, right? Like. That's one of the complaints I'll have when we get to the complainy part. Yes, but it's like I'm it's, assuming you didn't like the baby either. No, I had no problem with the baby. Really? Well, I didn't. I didn't. I, the baby wasn't like my favorite part yeah. of the movie, but okay. unlike you, I could be in the theater with a baby and not be unhappy. Okay. The babies in the actual theater, though, were screaming during the whole movie. It was really annoying. Fair like, enough. Why are you bringing it? It was my fault for the first one. It was my fault for going to a 3.30 showing. I'm like, well, oh. of course the kids are going to be here at 3.30. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't so. find any joy in watching it with kids? Not the screaming kids, no. Okay. Anyway, there were a lot of Easter eggy kinds of things oh, going on, but I never felt like that was the point of what they were doing. Yeah, I no, it's was, definitely there the, some, it's, the, it's it's there, but it's not the, the point. The movie's doing something more. Yeah. And when I complain about Easter eggs, it's often mm-hmm. just because the Easter eggs are the point. Howard Duck is in a cage or whatever, yeah. you know, and we're all supposed to be like, oh, Howard's in a cage. But it, yeah. it doesn't really matter in terms of the story. And in yeah. fact, some of the issues I think the film raises that are really interesting philosophically to kind of just mm-hmm. consider are supported by the multiverse as mm-hmm. opposed to like just servicing a multiverse to like yeah. show lots of different Spider-Man characters. Yeah. So I, 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 if I have to watch a multiverse movie, mm-hmm. this is the one. And in okay. fact, this is one and, I want to watch again. And not into the Spider-Verse? I, to me, again, I don't have TBS. Mm-hmm. I have not watched into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. since I saw it in theaters. Yeah. So it's a little fuzzy mm-hmm. in my brain. I would have, had them about even with each other, I, I, I give into the Spider-Verse because there are, you know, a lot of the things that I really liked about Into Spider-Verse was some of the things that it did, particularly like in terms of the animation sure. that was new. Right. And there's no, like, there, there's no real way for this film to duplicate that quite as much. It's fair. It's fair. So Into I, the Spider-Verse it, does have that first time. Yeah. It's like, that, like that's, Iron Man 1. That's really yeah. the, the difference between them is is i'm just like yeah it you know into the and into the spider-verse is just so yeah well done and such a well-written just film as is this we both love the movie and i think this one's 
just as good. Yeah. Like it, it still felt it still felt fresh to me. Yeah. Despite the fact that I had to watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer. Oh, that before just, that's just. You mean the one that clearly is trying to Spider Verse? The tr- it's trying. Tr- yeah, one hundred percent. Like that. That's what they're trying to do, and you. Yeah. It it feel it feels a little stale already mm-hmm. in that trailer, but it doesn't in yeah. the in the sequel. Yeah. Not at all. To me. Yeah. Yeah. So I I you know if you if you were coming waiting for me to complain about multiverses, no, I, I was hoping that you were gonna like this film. I I, I if there's I, any multiverse yeah. film that had a chance of you liking it, it was this yeah. because I know. Obviously, we're both huge fans of the first one. I was like, and and this is a really good film. Even when a fight scene maybe ran longer than I would have liked it to, yeah, it's just so visually dynamic. That's yeah, it's, and aesthetically interesting yeah. that I could kind of disconnect myself from the mm-hmm. overly long fisticuffs and just yeah. like appreciate. Like it felt like art, yeah, as opposed well, to kind of like you I think know, part Oscar of it... produced sausage <laughs> or whatever. Well, but I think part of it too is that you do get the overly long fisticuff scene when he's being pursued by all the spiders right but then there's a point to that and that you realize right. you know that the script says well miles does that on purpose to get them all away from where he needs to go right and so right. it's like oh it makes sense now that it is kind of an over but but also a beautifully animated just right like think- from the moment that get like from the moment of that scene in the film well and maybe even when they go to spider-man india's world like the moment stuff gets yeah. moving in that film, it does not really stop until the end. No, no, and a lot of films like that just become frantic in a way that's mm-hmm. not enjoyable. Yeah, this film never has that. Well, that I, trouble. That I think problem. part of it is that they spend a they spend a lot of time in the first, say, third of the film, doing basic character work. Right. With Miles and his family and Miles and Gwen and Miles and Spot. Like, it's all very, it's a right. lot of groundwork. Yeah. Um, and so we're not at that frenetic pace for the whole film. Right. But it, it's frenetic for a long stretch. It is. Stretch. Yeah, once it, once it starts frenetic, it stays that way. Speaking of Miles, I think he's my favorite big screen Spider-Man. He's a great Spider-Man. He might be my favorite Spider-Man. I think he's, he's a... The, yeah, he's, the, the writers in Shamik Moore that plays him. Like, yeah. They, like, yeah, Miles is great. I think he, more than any other Spider-Man that we've seen, mm-hmm. captures kind of the original spirit of Peter Parker. In a lot of ways, yeah. You know, because, like, Garfield is, is frankly too good-looking Yeah, to really quite be Peter Parker. Yeah, Holland would be think, probably the next closest for me. Yeah, even though he has, like, he just, like, he just oozes charisma mm-hmm. in a way that Miles doesn't. I just... I you know in his civilian identity I think he gets closest to kind of the essence of yeah that's true that character like I just think he's yeah. just, just well I think part so of it too good. is that I think not not that this is a diss on Holland or anything right no I'm not, um I but I don't like know that those Holland, films yeah. spend as much time as this one does on the civilian identity right like yeah you know, Miles and his parents and all of that is a, there's a lot of time and material and script spent on them. Right. And so, you know, and again, I mean, Miles not being a white American mm-hmm. also, it just makes like his struggle with identity and trying yeah. to figure out who he is and mm-hmm. like, how do you serve multiple roles? Mm-hmm. Just uh, there's so much in the Miles character that really speaks to me that mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that there was a, a to be continued. See, that's, that's one of the things that I think if I have knocks against the film. Yeah. I th- or not not really a knock, but because originally when they first announced the film, it was Spider Man Across the Spider Verse Part One. Yeah, because the original the the third film was going to be Part Two. Right, and then at some point they changed it to Across and then Beyond is the next film. Right, 
And particularly the first night that I went to see it, when you so I knew the cliffhanger was coming. I'm like, I know this is part right. one. This is Empire Strikes if Back. If I knew that, I did not. This is Infinity War. Unaware. Like, yeah. Well, neither were the people sitting next to me because they were not happy. Yeah. And I and I really wonder how many people had that experience because the, the, originally they did kind of telegraph because I, I remember we talked right. about it when yeah, it was first I'd, announced. I one of my con, one of my yeah. concerns was like, yeah. oh god, if this is a two part film, is it just going to be this completely like overblown like massive thing that's just like I, right. I don't know that we need a two part across the Spider-Verse right. prior to seeing this film now yeah. I'm totally fine with, right. with, with two parts there were definitely people who groaned in yeah. my audience when, and it it was interesting it was it was almost like an afterthought the way it just flashed up in the little like, yeah. comic narrative box and then just disappeared yeah to, you know, to yeah. be continued yeah. now you could kind of feel people saying really? yeah kind of sitting in a moment of anticipation yeah. so I think I think I think may you know it doesn't seem to have hurt the 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 you know audience reception or anything no. like that. But I do I do kind of there was kind of a there were I was I was surprised that people were like seemed visibly upset at the fact that it was part one of two. And I'm like yeah, yeah I was like you probably shouldn't have it was shouldn't have right. dropped that. But it was so good yeah. that like I'm I'm totally in for part. It's a three. great it's a great cliffhanger. And just to go back to Miles real quickly, I think he's the most human mm-hmm. of all the Spider Men that we get on the big screen. Which is kind yeah. of ironic because he's not played by a person, yeah. you know, like in the flesh. Yeah. But he's just, and he he's the right Spider-Man too. He's got the yeah. right kind of jokiness that's not like almost mm-hmm. like dad jokey kind of funny and yeah. the kinds of lines he drops. Just, yeah. I just, this is Spider-Man for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I th- the other thing I really like is the way that this film sort of kind of flips the theme of Into the Spider-Verse. Because Into the Spider-Verse was kind of Miles figuring out that he could be Spider-Man. Right. And this is kind of the flip of that is Miles knows he's Spider-Man right. and is having to push back at everyone that's telling him, particularly Miguel O'Hara, that's telling him he's not. Right. Right. Or his parents. Yeah. Well, in yeah. some ways, right? Because he's, he's negotiating what does it mean to be Spider-Man, yeah. but not to my parents, right? Yeah. And, uh, well, I think he's also yeah. negotiating, I, I, and you can probably uh, speak to this more in terms of like, he seemed to me like a very typical 15-year-old boy. Yeah, like the next line in my notes, it's kind of like how much the movie is about parents and kids. Yeah. In ways that I thought were interesting and nuanced mm-hmm. and didn't make it too easy. And again, yeah. made not only Miles, but his parents seem, again, like yeah. like really off. Even, even Gwen's dad. Yeah, who we know, only see in this film for right, the first time. Right, and it doesn't get as much time yeah. maybe to develop, but like the focus on family really hit mm-hmm. home for me. And the speech she gives, his, his mom gives to Miles. Yeah. Where she says... You know, I've been taking care of this little boy mm-hmm. for his whole life. Now you need to take care of that little right. boy. Holy. Yeah. That just like, yeah. Like as, as a parent, yeah. like you come to that moment and it's like beautiful, but mm-hmm. it's hard. And I could, like, I could feel her, yeah. her heartbreak. Yeah. There's also the moment where I think at the, the same time, I can't remember if it's the dad or the mom that says miles is growing up. We have to grow up too, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that's one of the, the real challenges of parenting, yeah. right? Is that you're not raising. Oh, you don't have to explain the challenges of parenting. Fair, it's a fair point. I'll let it, I'll let it go. <laughs> but, but obviously, like you raise kids to be independent mm-hmm. adults, and it's the greatest thing in the world watching yeah. your kids kind of strike out in the world and yeah. do cool stuff. And it's the worst thing in the yeah. world because you realize that relationship you once had is not one that you can like healthily sustain yeah. for your entire life. I just, yeah. I thought. 
I thought it was really beautiful. Yeah, there's there's a that lot way. that the writers of this film I think get right in terms of Miles and his relationship with the parents, Gwen and her relationship with the dad. Like yeah. there's a lot that I think just reads and, as true. And it was interesting to me because I went with Vicky's parents, mm-hmm. me and Vicky, Vicky's sister and her kids. So okay. we had like literally three generations. Mm. Kids loved it. Yeah. Um, Vicky and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't. I talked more with Vicky's mom about it. Yeah. And she really enjoyed it too. Yeah. And I think she said like there was a lot going on in terms of references to other Spider Men. Yes. She was just like I. Well, the nice thing no is none of them are of... really necessary to get the film. As long as you right, understand right. that there are multiple Spider Man running around, you don't need to know. You know right. the but, the gunslinger and the horse widow it seems like it would be easier to do than it is like i yeah. I think some of the marvel it stuff has been multiversal yeah. it just hasn't done it well but this was yeah. you're right it it could work for the super nerd fan who mm-hmm. knew all of that stuff and it could work for somebody like my mother-in-law who's like stepping into like spider-man yeah. for kind of maybe the first time and yeah. what she really liked was the family relationships yeah. like what really spoke to her was there that amidst all the frenzy and the freneticism mm-hmm. and amidst all of the, the spider-man there's a real story yeah. with a heart mm-hmm. at the center of this movie. Well, I think that's, that's true. What of, I, that's, I, that's what I've been true missing of, in I the MCU. I think that's true think. Of, of the Spider-Verse films in general, is that there's a lot of heart in I would say that's true of, the, of both of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I don't know if, if, you know, Graham saw that one yeah. or not. But, like, the crowd's energy was great. I haven't, yeah. I haven't been around a crowd that was that engaged with the film yeah. in a while. Even Guardians yeah. 3 didn't yeah. get... Um, the laughter mm-hmm. and the kind of like the cheering in and then like yeah. clapping when it was done. Like this was a film that yeah. seemed to connect to the audience differently yeah. than, than anything I've seen since COVID. I guess mm. really, it, the last time I saw an audience do this would have been in those Avengers movies that Zach drafted away from you. You're going to have to narrow it down. <laughs> Cause I'm pretty sure I got infinity war and Endgame. Yeah. Oh, you got both of those? Yeah, I got both of those. Oh, I thought Zach and I got age, those, yeah. the only one he got was the first I one. I took the OG. I think I got Age of Ultron yeah. too, because no one wants and Age of Ultron. And you're unhappy with that because you just missed the first Avengers? Because I love the first Avengers. That seems very. He just wanted Hawkeye, and yeah. he didn't get him. So, <laughs> I I've not Don't remind seen... me of that. Zach. <laughs> it, it's you know the end of Infinity War, mm-hmm. and then the end of Endgame. Yeah elicited a response from mm-hmm. people in the audience that I haven't seen since. I, uh, I would say No Way Home had some of that response, particularly when the Spider-Men show up. In the, in the theater that I went yeah, to. Yeah, in the theater I was in, not. Yeah, when I, I went, there was... there when was it first dropped. Yeah, like, see, it was I saw a little it, bit late. I saw it opening people, night and yeah. the fans were cheering and, and all that. So, so maybe people knew that was coming. So I saw that in No Way Home. It. But but other yeah, than that, I, I would thought, say Infinity War. It's I mean, yeah. this film has very strong kind of Infinity War, Empire Strikes Back vibes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, this This is a film everybody should go see. Yeah. And probably more than once. Yeah. Which we can talk about as we kind of continue moving along. Yeah. Um, the uh, the conversation. Yeah. Oh, one more thing about Miles that I kind of liked mm-hmm. was this movie was about canon, in a way. Yes. In a really, I I, I thought you would appreciate. That's I, I actually, that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk you about. You want to talk a little it's bit kind about of, of canon? Well, yeah. and, and in particular, talking about canon, but also kind of the representation of Miguel O'Hara and Spider-Man 2099. Oh, I was going to go with a different kind of representation, but yeah, go ahead. Well, in terms of kind of thinking about, you know, the way in which that, that he's this character that's so invested into canon and maintaining the canon oh and God, telling people... Miguel O'Hara. And telling... Oh, no, no. <laughs> telling people who is and who isn't a Spider-Man. I'm yeah. like... 
Is he an? I'm like, is he like an incel fan? Like, there's this. Oh, that is called like, you an incel. Like, fan, there's this exactly. That's why. That's why I, that's why I, that's why I don't want to be Miguel. To be clear, I didn't mean it. In but there's an incel there's this way. particularly yeah. when you when you see that Miguel is insisting on canon being preserved, right? And the way in which that he's particularly when he's he's opposed to Miles, and he's basically saying, right. Miles, you don't count as a Spider Man. And and given the 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 somewhat resistance there has been to Miles from from a certain element of comic that, fandom, like I wonder how much of like it was something I was like, yeah, it, just every time they said the word canon, I'm like, okay, like they have to be doing this right. And then the other thing that struck me is that his, I haven't read the Spider Man 2099 comics. I have not either. But I get the feeling that this version is much more kind of 90s extreme edgelord version than the actual comic version. Right, okay. Because it seems like this like this is supposed to be like the almost kind of like a 90s version of Spider-Man that's like the super cool ninja vampire version. I'm going to nod like I know what edgelord means. It basically yeah. means incel. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Or like like super, it's, 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 it's yeah. another term that you see people okay. call. Okay, Yeah. So but like that kind yeah. of that really kind of extreme I like... Just, you know, I don't want to get bogged down in the wokeness of of, of yeah. the movie for Ed. But oh, I'm not sure we can avoid that in yeah. this film. But but I had the exact same thought. Yeah. Is that if there was somebody who broke the Spider-Man canon, mm-hmm. it would have been Miles for a lot of mm-hmm. a particular kind of comic book readers. Yeah. Right? The people who like Peter Parker is white. Peter mm-hmm. Parker, you know, is lower middle class. Peter yeah. Parker is defined in this very precise way. And I don't remember the conversation when Miles debuted, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that there were complaints about the way in which this was just like diversity for diversity. It's hard to say because he debuted in the Ultimate Verse, right? Which I don't think people were as invested Maybe in that didn't as take it like. Seriously. But but Miles is like a cannon breaker. He is right and and demonstrates I think in this film, like sometimes it's better to break the cannon. Well, like, I, there's, well, like there's something gained. Well, I mean, from it, it's a subtle moment at the end or not towards the end when Gwen realizes that her father in deciding not to be captain, her father has broken cannon and nothing bad happened. Right. Like I think that's part of Gwen's realization there is that, Oh my God. So you're saying that you can break the cannon and and bad things don't have to happen. But the other thing too, is I'm like uh, every time that Miguel O'Hara is yelling at miles about, you're not a Spider-Man. Like, Well, you're not either, Miguel. Like, well, he's, you're not a Peter. He seems maybe, and you're but, not, and you're not a spider. Like, you're having to eject yourself with some concoction so to have let your me, powers. Let me pitch you a theory. Yeah, oh, I have a couple theories. The person who's not the authentic, quote unquote, Spider-Man in that mm-hmm. way is going to become an even more rigorous keeper of the canon, mm-hmm. right? Because once he feels like he's inside the canon, it's very important that he maintain it. I, well, I see. I went another, a more plot-based way, in the sense that okay. Every time that Miguel is insisting that Miles, because he says Miles is the original anomaly, right? I think Miguel's the original anomaly, and he's right. he's basically trying to cover his own butt. But I, I I think, but I also agree with your interpretation. Kind of also fits yeah. with the way people kind of function. Like if you think about like an ethnic escalator in the United States, yeah. right? Like once you're Irish and you're in, mm-hmm. you try to pull the ladder up behind you. Yeah. Well, it's and also in interesting many ways, to, to maybe think that's about what Miguel is doing in a situation. Yeah. Well, there's like also the level in which you know we talk about Miles as sort of the diversifying of the Spider-Man canon. Yeah, Spidey Twenty Nine came out decade, at least a decade before Miles, yeah. and yet we don't really acknowledge him right. as diversifying Spider-Man. So I, I think is it's there fair also, to say that he's been kind of forgotten. And that's right. Is there yeah. all? Is the film also kind of playing on a kind of you know Miguel actually was there first, but we've yeah. kind of forgotten about. 
right miguel like there's a there, i i found i found the miguel o'hara spider-man really interesting in terms of like what he might be symbolizing or representing. I found some film. complaints that he felt a little underdeveloped in some ways. I think he is, but I yeah. think a lot, there, there's so there's, much yeah. mystery about him. And like, they, like they said, even they, I think I can't remember if it was, it was Peter B Parker or some of them said, you know, or actually no, Miles says it. He's like, are you even sure you're a Spider-Man with the claws and the what and the what? And he's yeah. like, are you even sure you're like, I yeah. think there's more to find out about Miguel. Well, and I think that in the meantime, there's a lot to think about yeah. in terms of Miguel and, yeah. and why he is the way he is yeah. and why the canon matters so, so much to him. Profoundly yeah. to him. I, I, yeah. I, it was one of the really interesting kind of philosophical mm-hmm. questions, I think, that the film yeah. was trying to wrestle with. How do you find, if we're talking about the villains, yeah. how about the spot? I loved the spot. How could you not? He's, he's, I mean, again, A, he's one of the more ridiculous villains in, in the Spidey catalog. Fair. Um, setting aside typeface. Um, but yeah, they, showing off. they did. They did. We're not taking type- stuff up and we're going to nod because we don't know. Typeface oh, yeah, is typeface. in the film. Oh, is he? He's Oops. one of the he's one of the ones that they've got captured. He's the one that says go to Helvetica. Oh, that's right. It's typeface. Fair. I didn't know that was typeface. They call him typeface in the film. They're like, well, that's the typeface. Mix, did I tell you the mix, mix wasn't good? I guess so. You're going to blame it on the mix. I am. Sorry to spoil the presence of, of typeface for you, Zach. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. So. I don't either. I just, Wait. I recognize the name, but um, I was going somewhere with that. But the spot was. starts out oh, as, spot. as a yeah. funny kind of throwaway villain and kind of watching him grow mm-hmm. the way that we normally watch a superhero grow. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting. In, in negative ways. Yeah. Right. In terms of mastering powers mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's in some ways, he's going through kind of the dark version of what Miles did in the last film. Right. Right. He's just, yeah, going in a very different... Yeah. Very, very different... And, and, and that he's decided that he is, is Miles' nemesis. Right. Or needs to be yeah. the nemesis, right? Yeah. Or is insulted that Miles doesn't consider him mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I really... Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, Spot was an interesting choice. I'm like, that's, that's going pretty deep into the Spider-Man backlog. But, but, but he works great in the it, film. He, he works... He, he's almost like the piece that you need. Yeah. I think the, the creator film. said they chose him because with his abilities, he fit right into right. kind of the, the dimension. By the way, can you guess which dimension was my favorite that showed up in the film? Uh, I'm going to guess the Lego dimension. <laughs> yeah, that was really I was great. pretty, I was, I loved that. I was pretty happy for you. Yeah. Just, like the Legos were great. Like they, they, which Mike gets to talk a little bit about the animation style. I do. Yeah. I do want like to talk Like the about Da Vinci that. style vulture mm-hmm. was so much fun. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things I found interesting because I, I, it got me to thinking about the last film, um, the way in which that they really, at least for some of the Spider-Man really kind of differentiated either their appearance or their world's appearance. Like Spider-Punk is, is sort of put together from, from paper. Right. In a lot of ways. When we go to Gwen's world, it's very much in watercolor and kind of right. pastels and things like yep. that. Um, which got, I was kind of like, well, they didn't, I'm like, we didn't really do that in the first film. But I'm like, well, we're in Miles' universe for the entirety of the first film. Right. All we get are the characters like Penny and Spider-Ham and Spider-Man Noir that all come into the real world but still have, like, the nature of their world right. Right. in their appearance. So it made sense when we go to other people's worlds, you know, like Spider-Man India's world. That they're all very much, a lot of them right. are very different. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was, it was great. And there were also, I thought, nods to various comic book artists 
mm-hmm. like one of the canon. Well, I know that is clearly like Jack Kirby. Yeah, well, I know, you know for in, in um, the watercolor effect in Gwen's world. I think I read something where the creator said they were trying to mimic the covers of her comics. Yeah, which I think had, which I guess had a similar. So those kinds of nods, I thought, were just were just like yeah. a little additional, you know, mm-hmm. bonus. Can I give you a bonus fair or foul? Oh, sure. Um, this is from Forbes. Okay. You know, because yeah. the magazine of capitalism should be explaining our art to us. Pretty much. Uh, here's what Forbes wrote. Across the Spider-Verse is a beautifully animated film that's mm-hmm. bursting with wild color and mm-hmm. inventive artwork. It takes everything yep. from the first movie and does it bigger. Mm-hmm. Every single scene is something to gawk at. The movie isn't content to simply follow the art style of the first film. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Okay. I mean, I think I think it's trying to do kind of the next most logical thing in kind of the way it's so uniquely animated Miles' universe in the first film. Right. Uniquely animating the other worlds that we see in this film but, makes sense. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the terrific. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's the other thing. I mean, it, and even, and, and, you know, even setting aside what they do with the different worlds, like the way in which the film is animated, particularly like the, the, the chase scene is just a beautiful work of, of animation. Yeah. Um, and the way, cause it, I mean, it, it is a very long chase scene, but it doesn't really feel that bogged down. No, it's, it's, it, Visually, you could. Yeah. I think you could turn the volume off on the film, yeah, and watch long stretches without getting bored mm-hmm. because it's just it's really really yeah interesting. It also tries to raise big questions. Mm-hmm. Like one of the final things I wanted to, to kind of praise was kind of the way it wrestles with the idea of fate versus choice mm-hmm. in posing mm-hmm. kind of Miguel like everything's preordained. Yeah. We have to make sure nothing changes so that we can sustain and. To me, that makes Miguel like the classic contemporary bad guy because mm. one of his like his character flaw that leads him the wrong direction is this sense of certainty. Mm-hmm. Like he is so certain about what he thinks he knows mm-hmm. that he's unable to to think about the world in new or broader yeah, or I mean, innovative yeah. ways. Right. Like the certainty is at, at the yeah. core, I think there's no room for nuance or complexity. Well, it's it's also, I mean, kind of thinking another way that I would phrase it too is that, you know, Miguel resists any kind of change from the canon, which again is ironic because he's one of the most fundamentally different or changed characters from the Spider Man. As we've already talked about, I think there's real meaning to be read in the fact that he's not a quote unquote real Spider Man. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, I I feel like there, I think that's something the plot's going to come back to, I think. But you're right that that even just kind of beyond that in terms of what he symbolizes. Yeah. I think there's there's something there about the way in which certainty mm-hmm. and a wedding yourself to the way things have always been done yeah. is a villainous kind of behavior mm-hmm. in a world kind of facing the catastrophes we are. Yeah. Whereas Miles, on the other hand, really is making the argument that like we're agents of our own destiny. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Spider-Man. I'm supposed to do both. Yeah. Like Miguel says, you can save one person mm-hmm. or you can save the world. Yeah. And, and Miguel is like, or excuse me, uh, Miles is like, no, like Spider-Man does both. Spider-Man does both. Yeah. I save both the individual mm-hmm. and the world. What would you yeah. do if you were Miles? How much risk would you be willing to take to kill an entire universe of people to save that one person? Uh, I don't even Like, do you think Miles is right to take that risk? It's a massive risk he's taking, right? Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think the key to Miles... And to Spider-Man. Yeah. 
is the trying to do both. Right. Not necessarily succeeding. Sure. But the key is is the the trying to do both is sort of essential to like that's what makes and again, that's another thing that makes Miles different from Miguel. Right. Is, you know, yes. Miles and, and and other, you know, true Spider Men don't make that choice. They act trying to do both. Right. And Although there's another, a lot of Spider Men in that Spider Town that seem Spider to, Society that have kind of gravitated towards Miguel's it's hard to say because I mean approach. they're all I mean it depends how much they know I mean Miguel just right. tells them get Spider-Man and and they do I don't know how many because you can already see that there's I mean even in in yeah. the core group of characters that are running around you know you kind of see I mean obviously Spider-Punk is fractious from from Miguel's point of view from the get-go right but in the end, you've also got, you know, Spider-Man India's with him, with, with right. Gwen. Yeah. I think Spider-Bite is the the Avatar one. She's with him um, and doesn't, and had plenty of opportunity to stop yeah. Miles from escaping. And so doesn't. at least some are. So there are some. I think kind of Jessica Drew, I think, is still with Miguel, but she's, she's wavering, at least clearly. got questions about yeah. it. Anyway, I'm just, that was a dodge to your answer. What would you do? I'd like to think that I would try to do both. <laughs> that's, I think that's a really honest answer. Cause I don't know. I think we often go to the theater. I want to be like Miguel that. and not change and have cool ninja vampire powers. And, and save and save an entire planet's worth of people. Yeah. I mean, ignoring the fact that he did kill one whole planet's worth of people already. Well, so you've learned your lesson. Because, because he was selfish. Well, but you're not Miguel, so you can just no. protect the planet now without yeah. having a planet's death upon you. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's an interesting question, and I think, yeah. your, as your answer suggests, it's more complicated than we want to think it is. Yeah. Like, it's easy to just side with Miles. Mm-hmm. You can also understand something yeah. about the way, and that's important for the villain, right? You can understand something about, there's something organically true yeah. about how he thinks about the world. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I, mean, there, I mean, it is sort of the classic, you know, the need of the many outweighs the need of the fewer the one right kind of thing classic and it, it's that, that sort of classic you know yeah that's obviously if you can save one or you can save millions you, you save millions I, like I think i saw a meme about a trolley yeah exactly on the tracks yeah. so yeah so it's 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 the trolley it's, it's a very contemporary event yeah. yeah miguel's the one that you know let the one die to save all the other people right let the Absolutely. trolley run over the one person and miguel's let lots of people die in that way has he well, he's watched all these other canon. Of, well, I guess I don't know. Where I mean, that's he, the, I, where he stepped in. I mean, because we do—that's the question. We do he, like we do see them with with Spider-Man India. Like they do right. go there and they're trying to contain the the giant hole in his world now. But they, only because the wrong thing happened. Right. Though, but that's right? what I'm wondering is is you know where else has he? Right. I, how often he's intervened? We don't. Yeah. I guess we don't know. Yeah. So any other big praise for the film? I've got one complaint I want to share with you. Um. Oh, I I did enjoy the other one that I really did enjoy in terms of the style. I liked the uh, the Scarlet Spider Ben Riley being very kind of the 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 again in the, yes. a much more obvious parody of your nineties um, kind of the self narrating superhero yeah. movie. Yeah, I enjoy that he's basically a, a Mark Bagley drawing. Yeah, on the on the screen. Yeah, and it's like, um, though apparently Ben Riley fans are not happy with his. They don't like him being made a joke. Okay, well, number one, it's weird. There are Ben uh, Riley yeah, fans. I let's just, I let's just establish that. Um, I, I guess if if Hawkeye had been turned into a joke, you'd probably feel similarly. I, I like to think I'm more enlightened. Hawkeye's already a joke. <laughs> I, was waiting, I, was waiting for, I was waiting for that from someone. Like, I figured that was coming from someone. No, they took him very seriously in the films. 
They did. There's no. There's no. It wasn't like the Ben Riley treatment that we that we saw. Um, I like the idea that like there's a nod to kind of a Bagley esque Mm -hmm. kind of a style. that guy's done a lot of work. He's done, well, he's done a lot of work on Spider-Man, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, mean, did, I mean, he drew Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, to have that kind of credit, I think, yeah. I think is is important and, yeah. and worthwhile. Yeah. And I, I, I Even enjoyed, if he's not, like, a superstar. Yeah, like, with, with him and with uh, the Spider-Punk character. I, li- I liked the way their characters were just kind of a different texture yeah. than, than anyone else. This film has so many layers of texture. Yeah. It's, just, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they... Uh, I read. I, I think this was on the the Wikipedia article, but I think the the producer said to Sony, "They're like, oh yeah, this is going to be the same size animating team as the first film." And then they had like a thousand animators on the film. Yeah, like it's not. I even just, cl- I can't. Like it's, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I can't even imagine just the logistics. Oh yeah, of putting this thing together. Yeah. Let well, I know. Art. Well, I know doing the animation in the way that they did for Into the Spider Verse took forever. Yeah, that's how I can only imagine. When's when's part three come? Next year. They did them both together. Okay, good. So because I yeah. cannot wait five more. Yeah, years. no. Part three is next is twenty twenty four. I'm assuming probably around the same time. Um, okay. But yeah, sometime next year. So yeah, we don't have to wait that long. Though I really, I I literally want the next movie now. Oh, me too. I'm like me too. I'm I would like, have sat in the theater. Yeah, I'm like watch two more hours. When's, when's part two on? And you know how uh, I feel uh, about overly long films. Uh, this is two and a half hours almost. It, like it's a long yeah. film, but it and it doesn't feel like it. And yet, when the to be continued flashed up there, I thought it was a like an in joke for a minute. No, and that it was going to just roll over and the movie was going to continue. I did no. not realize we'd been there two and a half hours. Yeah. Yes, I really I I thought both in terms of the the art and and just the pacing, I thought the climax of the film was really well done in terms of, of revealing where Miles is versus where Gwen is. It, 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 a brilliant place to hit that to be continued. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny the way in which, you you know, they hint at it in a lot of ways. Another place where, right. where, where, because, you know, when he's in alternate Miles's room and he puts on the big puffy jacket, it's yeah. purple and green. It's prowler colors. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we're, yeah. 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 It does mean I do I do sort of wonder because he's back in the world where his spider came from. Right. And that that spider was supposed to bite someone else. Right. I'm really wondering if they're going to reveal like who was that would be the other person. That'd be a really interesting. So layer. To well, because I'm, I'm part of me and I, I don't think this works out plot wise. Mm-hmm. But there was a point where I was wondering if part of Miguel's anger at Miles is that Miguel is the one that was supposed to get bit by that spider. Oh, so like the different timelines aren't synced up in terms of the date then? Well, that, that, that yeah, I'm, I'm not right. sure it makes any sense. Yeah. Well, cause I was trying to figure out, could we see that Miguel left his world to go to the other one where Miguel died? The other right. Miguel died. Right. And then I was like, well, is that leaving Miguel's world without a Spider-Man? And I was like, ooh, is that the world without a Spider-Man yeah. that Miles' and spider came from? But I think that world is the mm-hmm. one that Miguel is actually in now where they're having yeah. the big change. Because it it's Nueva does, York, yeah. which is where he's right. from. It does get confused. So that, yeah. but that, because I was like, oh, is that why, is that part of Miguel's resentment? Is right. that... Right, right. He was supposed to be the one, but, but I, I don't think it works in terms of the way the worlds are set up. Yeah. Because I think the world he went to fell apart, and then he had he went back to his world. Right. And that's where he set up the Spider Society. Yeah. But it also makes me think of, like, I still, another reason why I, it doesn't make sense for him to blame Miles. Yeah. Because if Miles is the reason for this, Miguel already had the Spider Society going well before Miles came along. Right, and if Miles... If Miles needs to have his dad die mm-hmm. to become Spider-Man, mm-hmm. right? 
it's obviously not true because Miles is already Spider-Man. You know, like it, it, he's oh yeah, he's already like a fully fledged Spider-Man. Like he's already got that moral. Well, it's the other thing that do, that, that also uncle doesn't. Uncle Ben's death gives Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, right? that's because he lost his uncle Aaron. Uncle Aaron in the first movie is the death. so then he doesn't need it. So so why? Well, no, why because would Miguel well, no, because, be so hung up on his dad? Because his dad. Because that's the thing. The it's a different moment when they refer to the moment as ASM ninety. Yeah, they're talking about the original comic Amazing Spider-Man ninety. Okay, in which Captain George Stacy is killed uh, by okay. uh, during a fight between Spider-Man and Doc Ock. Yeah, and that because that's the reason why from that time on for decades spider-man was being pursued by the police was because they thought he was the one that caused captain george stacy's death when he's saving the kid that's a lot of back because that's because that that's the thing there there's when he's talking about canon i'm not surprised this is the moment where your eyes glazed over a little bit probably (laughs) is that there's the death of uncle ben right there's the because you can see it very briefly in in the shots okay there's the putting the Spider-Man costume in the trash can and walking right, away. Right. There's the lifting the giant pile of rubble. And the other thing you see is the shot of, of Peter marrying Mary Jane. Yeah. Um, and so the death of Captain Stacy is another one of those. It's one okay. of those things that every Spider-Man is supposed to experience. Supposed to, so you... But it raises me the question of, okay, so yes. Miles is an anomaly. So why does it matter if his story is then anomalous? Right. And he's already a, a hero. Like, yeah. it seems like all these events are, like, defining the hero. Yeah. And I... So, yeah, so, I mean... 15-year-old, he's pretty defined. So, the thing is, is... is Yeah, well, I, I think that's the thing we talked about in... I think we talked about the first film, is there's that moment where Miles is explaining, like, his backstory to all of the other Spider-Men, and, yeah. and Spider-Man Noir is like, well, it's a seriously dark backstory. Yeah. And that's before Aaron gets killed. Like, right. yeah, Miles has a lot of... Yeah. A lot of, lot of right. stuff going on. Right. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so it's not... It's... it's it's more that because the the canon moment that Miguel is focused on is a police captain close to Spider-Man dies trying to save a kid. Right. Because that's Gwen with her dad. Right. That's Spider-Man India with his girlfriend's dad. No, no. And that's Miles with his dad. I get it. I just, I. I so the fact that it's Miles' dad is not really I, important. For I just feel moment. like Miguel might be a little overly invested. Yes. In those kinds of events when Spider-Man's already exist. Yeah, well, it's the and other thing, too, is because so, we haven't gotten Miguel's origin yet. Right. And I don't know how closely they're sticking to the comics. Right. There's none of this in Miguel's origin. I did read a little bit about him. He worked for Alchemex. Yeah, and, and, and you know, basically got tricked into... On yeah, and, and yeah. then had, you know... Like, none of that is the classic Spider-Man origin either. So I'm like, you're even less of a Spider-Man than Miles. Right. So, so as as my eyes glaze over, we get to the one complaint I have about the film, which is not a huge complaint, mm-hmm. but there's almost too much going on at the sc- on the screen sometimes. There's a lot, yeah. And I fe- in that way, I feel like it's the kind of movie you need to watch two or three times, yeah. just to 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 be at the beginning mm-hmm. of kind of encompassing all yeah. that's up there. And almost like something I'm going to have to watch at home eventually, mm-hmm. where I can actually like pause, yeah. And read all of the narrative bubbles. Well, I think yeah, well, kind I, of like pop up and disappear. The, like, yeah, so well, there's the one moment where yeah, one of the moments that jumps out to me in that regard was when they're fighting Italian Renaissance vulture. Yeah, and he like pulls some weapon out of midair, and I yeah. and I think 
Miguel says something about like, oh, he has access to the Hammerverse, and then there's like a little text box. I I love that. that Basically like, explaining the reference. hammer. I'm like, oh, that's it's Beautiful. like the ham. It's like the Hammerverse is where Spider Ham got his hammer in the last right. film. Right. But that box is only up there for a split second. It, it's there and then it's gone, and it's to me, it's it reminded me why I loved reading comic books mm-hmm. as a kid because I could actually stop. Yeah. And really, like, take in yeah. the whole, and that's what makes the movie different. I'm not saying mm. worse necessarily, yeah. but different. It, it's, yeah. I I love the little footnoty yeah. text boxes. Well, like, I think the beautiful the other moment that does so it is when um they first go into the Spider Society, and there's the one who makes a spot joke, and then just Spider Woman says something about like, oh, does anybody else have a sp- spot joke? And then you get a ton of bubbles popping right. up because yeah. they're all making spot jokes. Right. And I think yeah. that's one where you're like, you actually have to stop you if you to, want you, if you want to see what all the spot jokes are. Right. You'd have to watch the film twelve yeah. times to read the twelve yeah. the box because there's yeah. not enough time to read more than one. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, it's not a, a super serious complaint. Yeah. But I I wish that I was watching the film in an environment where I could yeah. slow it down sometimes. Yeah. Because I feel like. So much work went into it that mm-hmm. was very di- like I could I could appreciate the amount mm-hmm. and kind of the way in which the amount was yeah. funny and helped to sell the story, but I really want to see the work people did. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a favorite Spider-Man version? Not really. I don't like picking favorites. Yeah. I've decided. Did you like Spider Cat? Yeah, I. Did you like Spider Rex? I like all the of dinosaur. the spiders, but yeah, I, I, I'm not a big Dino guy, mm. so I don't know. I don't know that I had a. Favorite. I think I think my favorite. Yeah. Was the car because his name is Peter Parked Car? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, no. I'm like, that's so because apparently I think it was Dan Slott wanted to do that in one of his Spider Verse comics and they wouldn't let him, uh, and so they got into the film. But I, I kind of love Peter Parked Car. You know, what you need Peter Parkour. Oh yeah, oh, that, that would, would yeah, be that would be good, good one, too. Right? I'm surprised they don't have that. Maybe that maybe that's somewhere maybe in the there, background. There probably was a Peter Parkour somewhere in the background. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I kind of liked. I did, I have to say, I was like Peter Parked car is good. <laughs> like no. that is. It was. It was. That is really. It, let's just be honest. It was a yeah. lovely movie. Super entertaining. Perfectly fine. Interest. <laughs> <laughs> you can go. You can go straight to hell, sir. <laughs> straight to hell. Yeah. It was. It you was. You mean straight to Helvetica? S- yeah. <laughs> so much. So much better than. Pretty, pretty fine. Perfectly fine. It's perfectly good. It it is a movie that I think clearly. When's the last time both of us so enthusiastically recommended a movie? Okay, I was going to say when was the last of us both agreed? I'm like, well, we both have thought certain things have stunk, but no, no, right? But I mean, like, this is we were probably on this. I think we were on the same page with No Way Home. Yeah, although I think that you enjoyed the parts of it in ways that I didn't. Yeah, possibly. Like, Like. I mean, I liked No Way Home. Yeah, but this this is a different level for me. <laughs> like this is the last time we might have been this this much agreeing on a film that we both liked might have been Spider Verse. Yeah, and that's the the most downloaded episode. Yeah, maybe people don't want to hear us argue; they want to hear that's us it. celebrate yeah, together. That, maybe that's the lesson to learn. All right. Maybe Hollywood just needs no, the lesson to learn is Hollywood's that they need to make more Spider Verses, make better movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, just yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I haven't, you know, they're talking about like a, a live action Miles. They're talking about doing a live action Spider Gwen, Spider Woman. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see them in live action. I really like the animated. I movie. don't know that we need them. And I, that's, you know? and I'm Although like, I could see why the MCU kind of scuffling along like it is. If Miles becomes a big breakout. Well, I think it's way, less the, I think it's, le- it's less universe. the MCU than, than Sony. Like yeah. Sony, I'm assuming you did not like the Venom moment. If you even understood the Venom moment. 
What was the Venom moment? When Spot sticks his head and is talking to the Chinese woman in the store. Yeah. That's Venom's universe. Oh, okay. She's in both of the Venom films. Oh, She's friend with oh, Venom. okay. I was like, yeah. that was the one moment where I was like, that's an Easter egg you have. That, that's the one, that was the yeah. one of all the Easter eggy moments. That's the one that's a bit too Easter eggy because yeah. if you haven't watched, the only other clue is that when he gets the pack of gum, they're Venomments is, the, is on the uh, label. Yeah. Because other than that, if you have not seen the Venom films, you would not no. know that, that he's poking his head into I Venom's would, world. In my defense, I would say that I have seen zero Venom films. Exactly. So, like none. Yeah, I've seen both. Um, so what a great way to kick off the summer. Yes. I mean, it's a huge win. I'm sorry that we spoiled a little bit, maybe, for Zach. Ah, we could have spoiled the more. way, but, like, it's such a, like, this is such a... It's a really great a film. mishmash of ideas. Which I'm real. because, again, I was really apprehensive yeah. about this, because I'm like, oh, it just seems so big, yeah. being part two. That was... Part one of two. Like, I'm just like, oh, I hope for they're me, not going... For me, it was the multiversal stuff. Like, if it's going to be part more of, it too. of that, like, Doctor Strange stuff, I don't necessarily... Yeah. I think it's that the, the multiverse and the Spider-Verse exists as a device to tell a story that's not really about right. the multiverse. And the multiverse Whereas the other mu- the purpose of, yeah, the of the story. story. Whereas all the other multiverses are about the multiverses. Yeah, they're kind of... They're, it's the end in itself. The point is... Yeah, right? exactly. Whereas the multiverse here is a means to yeah. some larger... Really interesting, yeah. heartfelt end. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They spent the other thing I found really interesting. It got me wondering because the first film is very much narrated and framed by Miles. This one's narrated and framed by Gwen. I was right. like, I was trying to think. I was like, do we ever get like third person narration from Miles in this film? And I don't think we do. I think it's all Gwen. I know at the beginning and the end, it's all Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we really get... And so I'm, it makes me wonder, I'm like, well, who's the third film going to be narrated by? Are we going yeah. back to Miles, or is it going to be someone else? Miguel? I thought Spot. about Miguel. I thought maybe Peter B. Parker. It could be Spot, too. That would be an interesting Could twist. be Spot. Um, could just, be one of the parents. Could be the dad. Even yeah. just an outside perspective from so. the villain, of like, looking in, watching yeah. this it's happen. It's a great idea for a movie, right? Yeah. Like, it's a, yeah. Anyway, I... Here's the thing. I totally trust them. I don't trust I do too. superhero stuff, oh, yeah. generally like, speaking, but like this the, franchise like has got it figured out. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's different writers this time, too. I don't think it's the same writers as the first film. I mean, it's, it's still Lord and Miller as producers and, and, yeah. and kind of the guiding hand. But it, it's just... they've Yeah, they've clearly really got it down. Good. And it, it bridges the gap, I think, between like straight-up superhero mm-hmm. movie and a movie that's trying to say something in a really... Yeah. Did you like, like the, the um, uh, what's-his-face from Communities cameos as Prowler? <laughs> uh, Glover, right? Glover, yeah, yeah that's Donald Glover. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like as we come by, oh, yeah, it was just, <laughs> Vicky just turned to me and was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's so good. He's just sitting there in what yeah. looks like a Prowler costume. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. why not? And then you get, the, you get the Andrew Garfield, you get the scenes from that, you got the Tobey yeah, Maguire scenes. You got the scenes. Spider-Man pointing at each other. That, yeah, well, that was in the trailer. I was like, yeah, how do you know? That was another great moment. Yeah, they just all just like, point. Yeah. Get Spider-Man. You, 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 you. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I, there's, so I, I just, so it's a really good film. I'm hopeful that this is a summer kickoff to like a series of movies we're going to talk about. They're going to be really good movies. Oh, how could that fail? Because the next movie we're talking about is Flash. <laughs> see, I was thinking when I, when I went to see Spider-Verse, there was a Barbie poster up. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to Barbie. You you realize the problem, but Barbie and Oppenheimer come out the same week. And Oppenheimer looks good too. Well, we mm-hmm. we can do two movies in one show. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer is three like hours. hours. Yeah, I was saying. Like, I'm like, like very the runtime is three yeah. hours. I'm like, oh my god, like that's. But 
I think Barbie has potential. I think Oppenheimer. You know, I heard a fun fact about oh. the Barbie movie. Is that, actually, wait, is, can you say fun fact, or do you have that trademark? Do you have that trademark? I have fun facts. Fun oh, facts. oh, this is Zach. Fun, fun, fun facts. Zach. Zach's or a fun, media guy. He found the if, if not, if not, I can say fun Zach. Hey, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so cheesy. So uh, cheesy. But apparently, like I saw this somewhere. Apparently, somewhere from how much pink paint that the Barbie movie used, there's an international shortage of that pink paint. That sounds about right. Wow. Like, huh. it, it, like, that is how much they had to use for sets, for yeah. costumes. There's probably a limited everything. amount of like, pink paint created, too. Cause it how, yeah. how often is pink paint like, yeah. made? Like, right. yeah, yeah, kids in Guatemala using pink paint. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm done with my tins for the day. So I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go buy a paints. gallon of pink paint. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So, but Barbie looks great. Oppenheimer looks good. Yeah. Flash. Flash no, okay. I will acknowledge that Flash maybe. Indiana Jones. Mm. Asteroid City. I like it. Which I think, I think Asteroid City comes out the same week as Flash. Well, I know which one I'm going to see. Yeah, maybe not do Flash. Well, you're, 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 you're going to see. Oh, we're talking about Flash. We have, there's no way we're not we're talking sure about Flash. Flash quiz. Oh. Not, not because I'm enthusiastic no, about it. No, no. That's, yeah. We're going to talk about. I think it's got to do at least as well with the multiverse as Spider-Man just did. There's no hope for that. Zero. Like there's, that. No, there's, there is no hope. Even though it's the best superhero movie ever according, made, according to James Gunn, yeah, he, he said it's. What I've been it's, told. Yeah, I don't. I've, I've seen. I've seen. There've been a lot of like those kind of reviews, and then I've yeah. seen a couple of that that have popped up on Twitter that they're like, it is a hot garbage fire. I'm yeah. Like okay, like that feels. That feels like DC. Closer to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just there's I don't see how that film can be yeah. any good. Like and they're basically relying on everyone's nostalgia for Michael Keaton to and carry. And that it's it's coming on the heels of across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, it, it is I that mean, is unfortunate timing. It's just the timing. worst possible it's, it's timing for tank. DC. It's it gonna is. tank. I I bet it does well at the box office and I bet it's a Crummy movie. That's what I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be. I think it. It'll probably do well week one, and then I think it's probably gonna have a massive. Yeah, it's got. Which is ironic because it's the Flash. Uh I see that. It's got got bad legs because. I mean, it makes sense for Spider Man to have good legs because he's got eight of them. Right. Right. But he's a spider. No. Yeah. I think we all got that. So yeah. So. The yeah. flash aside, there's a lot to look forward to this summer, and there so is. even though the podcast will be a little bit, a little bit more sporadic, a little less regular, I think we're off next week, right? We are off next yeah. week, and then I um, think so. We'll, the next show will be the Flash. That is the plan. Yeah. Followed soon by <laughs> what's coming out at the same time? Asteroid I think City? Asteroid City might come out there, there or Asteroid City comes out next week. We've also got American Born Chinese to talk about too. Oh, that's right. I need to catch up on that. That's interesting. It's quite different, right? Is <sighs> Oh, my understanding. See, that's the thing. It is and it isn't. Oh, intriguing. There, there. It's like two thirds. It is very close, and then there's like a third that's very different. Hmm. Wonder which part so, changed. You'll to have be to totally different. Yeah, not even. I'm not even talking about that part. Wow. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Hmm. Well, but but what's interesting too is even some of the stuff that's radically changed. You can see what they're working with. From I would say you can see what they're working with from the graphic novel. Okay. But it's it's very different. Okay. Interesting. So. Again, so yeah, across the Spider Verse, excellent, excellent, and lots for our listeners to look forward to mm-hmm. moving forward this summer. That's right. All right, happy summer season. <laughs>